Hello, welcome to the You Can Try podcast. I'm Penny Wilkin from You Can Coaching. And on this podcast, I'm going to talk to people who share my passion for swimming, cycling, running and triathlon, as well as anything in between. Hello, welcome to episode 20, where I talk to Alex live from Hampstead Heath where she tells us all about the swimming ponds and why the Save Our Ponds campaign is so important. So, hello everyone, if anyone is watching. I'm live here today with Alex from the Save Our Ponds campaign. So, Alex is a swimmer and, like I say, involved in the Save Our Ponds campaign. So, before we go any further, oh, and she's live from the ponds. So, um, in a minute, she's going to give us a little view. So go on, Alex, just introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about your yep. swimming and tell us a bit yep. about yourself. Yep. Okay, I apologise in advance for this camera angle. I'm <laughs> so my name's Alex. I'm from Hampstead in North London originally, Camden. Uh, I've been a lifelong uh, uh, visitor to Hampstead Heath. Uh, and for 30 years, I've been swimming in the ponds here, the women's pond uh, especially. And, of, and only in the last six years did I get into swimming in winter. It took me 20 years to, to pluck up whatever courage it was I needed to do it. So that's my story. I go every day. I swim through the ice. We didn't have any wow. last winter. No ice at all, but I have done it a few times. So 1.5 degrees, uh, that's uh, something I never in a million years thought I'd ever managed to do. But there we go. <laughs> that's what cool. Is, right? <laughs> Trying new things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, absolutely, yeah. So, gosh, give us a little view of the pond. Yeah. Which pond do you at the moment? Okay, so this is the mixed pond. Like I said, there's, there, was, there are three ponds, the mixed, the women's, and the men's. Can you see? Yeah, 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 it looks lovely, yeah. There's a few, yeah. you can see a few swimmers and the lifeguards at the back. Yeah. Uh, there's probably about 20 people swimming there right now. With COVID, obviously, uh -huh. we've got these restrictions. It's a staggering yeah. entry. About, I think it's 40 people an hour uh, at each slot swimming at, 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 here at this pond and 60 at the other ponds. Um, so it's pretty big. The other ponds are much bigger than this one. Okay. And Which, that's, that's the location. Yeah, lovely. Which is and your favourite? Oh, the women's by far. I'll just okay. turn around to show you the rest of the heath. So you can yeah. see where that's a fishing dog pond thingy there. And yeah. And then this, you can just this is just a little bit of Hampstead over behind that hill. Yeah. And there's the sun. Yeah, um, no, it looks like a nice evening. It's a lovely evening, yeah. Yeah. So tell us yours is your favourite is the ladies' pond. Why is that? Yeah. I've been going since I was about twenty-two and for me it was just a revelation to go into a, like a safe women only space like that. And um just it was just intriguing and I just loved the energy of it. I never spoke to anybody for about twenty years. Um, uh, and I would go with friends usually, sometimes not everybody likes the <laughs> murky wash, obviously, uh, the rats and the snakes, they think that's all a bit gross, but I quite like all that. And, and yeah, I just, I just started going two or three times a week. And then I got a bit more into it when I was in my thirties. Um, and then I became quite obsessed with it. And then I just, it's just one goal after another. And I just like the camaraderie. And once you become a winter swimmer, they take, they take you seriously up there. So I started to make a few friends. And that's been really nice. And so, go on, tell us how, what's been happening in lockdown. So, the ponds have been closed, have they? they? Yeah, they closed March the 21st, uh, which is quite late, really, um, given given what we now know. Uh, 
and the the shower rooms were kept open for a long time too which is was probably not we, we were all clamoring to get them closed earlier um but they they did eventually all close and the swimming stopped until july the 11th uh and then from that from that point on they started having just small groups of people going in every every 90 minutes just 30 40 people i think and it's slowly and built so, up over the summer so you haven't been able to swim at all in lockdown have you do you you said you started to meet with some of your swimming friends because you were missing the social connection yes. Oh, so God, a bit of that. yeah, I mean, we all felt actual grief, you know, real, really bereft, not just from the lack of swimming, but the lack of community and the lack of um, just having the regular routine. I mean, same as anybody throughout, everybody throughout the country. Um, so we tried to replicate it on on the on the online chat, um, the online video calls, and uh, every Sunday evening. So so that was really really good, something to look forward to. Um, and some people were swimming rather naughtily in certain ponds that they weren't meant to, you know, just dived in. <laughs> and there is a £1,000 fine if you do that. Um, and, you know, one person who's had that fine so far. Uh, and other people have been threatened with it, but it hasn't always been implemented. But, yeah, so some people have gone around. There are about 18 to 30 ponds, 18 main ponds on Hampstead Heath, I think 30 altogether scattered around. Um, so there are other places to swim unguarded and not monitored by the as far as I know, not monitored by the Department of the Environment, where these ones are quite carefully monitored, the swimming okay. ponds, bathing ponds. Um, so yeah, it was it was very difficult in lockdown, but we got through it like like other people did. And so, go on, tell us a little bit about the history of the ponds. You know, how long they've been there, how long people are swimming, a bit of the background. Yeah, well, it's really fascinating. It's uh, as far as we know, there's been open water bathing freely accessible bathing here for, for at least 200 years if not longer um, the ponds were created as reservoirs out of the river fleet uh, about 17 1760 maybe maybe a little bit later I'm not exactly sure so quite a long time and so the earliest evidence we have is a constable painting which is on our website from 1821 uh, of people bathing at, at uh, one of the ponds and since 1871, after a 40-year movement, um, grassroots movement, local people, to ensure that Hampstead Heath didn't get built on, because the whole area at that time, as you can imagine, as it was in the country, was getting just a massive amount of house building and whatnot everywhere. And Hampstead Heath would have got lost if it hadn't been for these people uh, struck, you know, fighting hard to, to preserve it. So the Heath Act of 1871, um, has 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 a particular stipulation that nothing can be built on and it can't be enclosed and must forever remain freely accessible and we're called forum 71 our campaign group uh, in honor of that piece of legislation and okay. so the, the men's the men's pond opened up officially about 20 years after that the women's pond opened up officially in 1925 and the, the mixed pond was a bit later and so tell us about Forum 71, how that came about, and then a bit about your campaign, what's going on. Yeah, great, thank you. It's um, it's it's going pretty well. Like I say, we just, I just came up with a name just randomly. On my, I just didn't think it would stick, but it has kind of, kind of stuck, and everybody kind of liked the idea of it, and that we must protect this piece of legislation. It's really, really important. Um, so what, what made you start the group in the first place? How did that come about? Because... On March the 11th, 
the City of London Corporation. I don't know how many people know much about the City of London Corporation, but it's the asset manage management wing of the City of London, which is the finance capital of this whole country, basically. And they have a lot of land that they manage, including Hampstead Heath. They have Epping Forest as well and a bunch of other places, thousands and thousands of acres around the country. And they decided on March 11th to overrule the decision from the, the Hampstead Heath Consultative Committee to, um, to impose compulsory charging. Now, this is something they've been trying to do for, for a very long time. They particularly tried to do it in 2005 and they lost the court case. So it's really hard to keep the camera. They lost the court case, uh, the court ruling that told them they cannot do that because of this piece of legislation that says the land must not be enclosed. And um, so we've known for a long time they're going to try it again, try again to, uh, to, to impose charging. And they, and they have now done it. Uh, there's a new bunch of people in charge. Um, they've managed to get a, another piece of legislation through government called the Open Spaces Bill. It's a private member's bill, which does give them some kind of justification for what they're doing. Of course, it's obviously uh, like anything, it can be debated against. We feel, um, this, is it reasonable, is it fair? Well, maybe, maybe not. We don't feel it is, um, but they, they consider that, that supersedes what happened in 1871, and we don't believe it does. Uh, um, so March the 11th, a bunch of us, three of us, were at the Guildhall, which is the main head, headquarters of the City of London, and we thought we must do a petition, and because um, nobody, nobody, can support this surely it's terrible it's enclosure it's um privatization of public land Hampstead heath is the biggest area common land in london um and we have rights basically and we need to uh, we need to stand up for them so what started naively started out as a little bit of a petition <laughs> ended up we then ended up you know getting other friends on the ponds involved who are professionals at this kind of thing so well actually you need to shape it up a bit and do this and do this and that so it's okay, great. And next thing we know, we've got <laughs> got a whole load of other people involved and a website and we had a survey going. Um, we've been doing demonstrations on the Heath all summer. Uh, we've had a lot of press coverage so far. Um, and just, just out here leafleting all the time. I've just been leafleting again myself. And just I feel like one by one, we just need to uh, persuade people about, about what's going on here and why they don't need to put up with it. Um, which is definitely, you know, at times quite challenging, but also very interesting. Yeah, and I mean, it's really important because it's common lands, isn't it? And it's water, and water should be accessible, and we should, you know, be able to swim in it. Um, yeah. It, I mean, we don't have spots up here, uh, and, and, you know, there are lots of privately owned lakes, you know, we mm. have to pay to swim in them. But it's just incredibly frustrating, you know, access to water, um, you know, and how difficult it is. Um, so what, tell me what's their rationale for needing to start charging? So um, the immediate pretext is there was a, so what they saw is a death at the ponds. They're trying to make out it was a drowning. We all know it wasn't a drowning. You know, people who know the man, poor man who died, it was a, um, he had underlying condition and he was just having to be swimming when he died. Um, but they are saying that's it happened on a very busy, very hot June day last year. And it wouldn't have happened. They, they're, they're making out through their sort of subtle manipulation of the press that they're making out that if only there'd be more lifeguards and more infrastructure, more of this, more of that, um, then this man might still be alive. And it's just not true. Um, also, uh, um, so, so that's their thing is that it's going to cost us more to run these ponds. There are more people coming, which is true. In the last 10 years, as you know, there's been a huge surge everywhere in the country in open water swimming. 
Um, but we manage it. The women's pond, we had a good system in place. Last 2018, there was that massive heat wave, as you remember, that didn't hardly rain down here at all. I think three days out of three months. And there were, uh, of course, everybody comes out when the weather's fantastic. Literally everybody. Um, one cloud and they scarper. You know, it's really fascinating. Um, but we got a system the second summer, so 2019, uh, got a really good system in place at the women's pond. And we, uh, what the, you know, one in, one out. And everybody abided by it and it worked really well. Um, and uh, there were other problems. There were problems at the Lido. There's also a really good Lido down here called the Parliament Hill Lido. And there was a bit of a, a bit of a social order problem there on one day when it was 36 degrees. One day, one morning, in fact. And so the city is saying, okay, we've had deaths, we've had public disorder, we've had this, we've had that, it's, the whole place is out of control, we need to do, impose this, that and the other. But really it is a pretext for, um, you know, surveillance, control, land enclosure, land grabs, um, wealth extraction, you know, the whole lot. It's, it's, it's just ghastly, really. Yeah, and discharging for public spaces and outdoor amenities. I mean, it's, I guess it's the equivalent of, of charging to go in a local park up here, to go in the memorial park up here, or charging to go in a local river or, or something. Um, yeah, no, no, it's really sad. Um, Tavon, tell us about the website. Tell us what, you, what people can do to help the campaign. Yeah, great. Thank you. Well, it's www.saveourponds.org. And on the front page, you'll see a link to the petition. We've got 8,000 people, uh, or nearly, I think, 8,000 8, who've signed it. Um, and uh, we'd, like to, we'd like to obviously let to go higher before we present it to the City of London at some point uh, later in the year. We've, we, also, we did just finish a survey of 500 swimmers, and that was really revealing about all the social inequalities that are happening now because of this uh, compulsory charge. So people can read the results of that survey on the, on the website too. Uh, we presented that to the City of London last week. And I know the mental health champion there is very concerned. This uh, one of the councillors, he's very concerned about what the impact this is having. Um, there's also, if people would like to donate, that would be really helpful. We've got, like I say, demonstrations happening, uh, socially distanced ones, which are really kind of, we're just going to be small educational pods uh, for, for the public uh, so that they won't get informed about you know, some of the legal, or the um, medical and financial um, considerations that are going on now and like I say the impact of the survey um, and uh, uh, and we've got all this, we've got all the social media channels going um, and Facebook yeah Twitter I, Instagram what else have we got we've got a mailing list uh, mailing list too which may be more useful for people who, who are based in this area because it is going to be about mainly about events happening um, but also we're hoping to do some live uh, online events too that to, with the public excuse me and uh, that's that's down the line. Also for next year, in fact, if people, if we're able to, we want to do something to celebrate the 150th anniversary of the Hampstead Heath Act. Um, yeah. I mean, I did, yeah, that would be really nice. There are a lot of amazing things happened in 1871, the Bank Holidays Act as well, and there was a, a lot of good. People would be very up in arms if that got got, got ignored. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so that's if we are, you know, got a bit more, some lovely old, lovely Regency buildings here, or hopefully could do an exhibition of some kind, um, depending obviously what's happening with COVID. Uh, but that is, that is part of, part of the plan for next year. So yeah, and please do sign what, up. What are the next steps with the campaign? What do you hope, what, what's to the it's mainly just 
So the main thing, yes, the main thing we're just continuing to do public outreach and raise public awareness and consciousness about what, what the issues are, like I say, financial, legal, economic. Um, we're also looking into, you know, this is where we get advice from other people really about um, maybe, run, uh, you know, getting a pitch together for having the ponds run as a community interest company. And I know yeah. there are many, many places, swimming places that do do that. So any advice everyone's got about that, we'd love to hear about that. Do send us an email, contact at saveourponds.org. Um, and we're just doing some very early early doors research into that right now, uh, and and a bunch of other things. We have a manifesto on our website that will that will um, tell you about some of the things that we're getting up to. Cool. So you want people to sign the petition? Visit the mm. website www.saveourponds.co.uk.org. So visit the website, uh, sign the petition, sign up to the mailing list and get involved in stuff to support the ponds. That'd be great. You know, so it's a, it's a national wide issue, this whole this whole privatisation of public land, as you know. And yeah, I think a lot of people can, can get on board with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. A lot of people in Trimatonic were visited. We had a day trip um, as a group to the ponds last year. We went to the men's pond, the ladies' pond, so lots of people from up here often visit. And, mm. uh, yeah, we share all of your values about access to water, access to public space. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it, it, I'm sure we, most of us will support that. We don't want things to be, yeah, to be charged for. Swimming should be free, right? Water should have access to it. Yeah. And you don't, pay for lifeguards. you don't pay for the lifeguards at the beaches. That's another one of our things we have to keep reminding people about you know that comes out through another another system it's not access yeah. really acts got to keep things free at the point of access it's, yeah. It's really essential. Yeah, yeah 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 and you know lifeguarding is important but we're just brought up to yeah. be scared of water it's not that scary i mean of course it can be a yeah. problem but if you can swim it's fine you know um i walked past the lake the other day with water skiing on it and there's signs everywhere that said caution deep water and i'm like <laughs> it's a lake, of course it's deep. You know. <laughs> and anyway. you can drown in two you can drown in two inches of water anyway. Yeah. So. Well, you know, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anyway, lovely. Thanks very much. Is there anything else you want to add about the campaign, Alex? And uh, no, just 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 keep following us. I think there's some ex exciting things going on, and you know we're just going to be doing bit by bit trying to get the city of London to back down and uh, on various different things. Um, they weren't offering refunds. Sorry, you were asking me. They weren't offering refunds on the tickets at the beginning, and they've had to capitulate on that. So it's just these small little victories week by week, month by month, yeah. and uh, hopefully eventually we'll get them to capitulate on the charging altogether. Okay. That should be great. Good. So, so just keep keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, so thanks very much, Alex, and everyone sign the petition. No one last view? I'll show you one last view. Farewell yeah, view. Last view. <laughs> oh, some people are out swimming tonight. Yeah, it looks lovely. Great. Okay. Wonderful. That's it, folks. Thanks very much for joining us. We hope you found some of that useful, and we'll look forward to you joining us on next week's episode. Yeah.